Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Joseph Hahn's debut novel, Nuclear Family, is one of those big family epics that spans generations and touches on war and immigration and, you know, this idea of America. And it's been getting some crazy good reviews lately, too. Here, this is from the New York Times review by Matteo Ascaripor. Quote, You'd have to visit Cirque du Soleil to see someone juggle as much as Han with such effortless dexterity and tenderness. Han spoke with NPR's B.A. Parker for our buddies over at It's Been a Minute, and he talked about what it's like to bear these ghosts of your family. This is just a taste of their talk. If you want more, you can find it at the It's Been a Minute feed. Okay, here's the interview. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm your host, B.A. Parker, And our guest today just released his beautiful debut novel that moves across two seemingly unrelated places, Hawaii and the Korean Peninsula. Nuclear family, I would summarize as a Korean stoner ghost story and a family dramedy. It's about a Korean family in Hawaii whose plate lunch restaurant faces backlash when Jacob gets caught attempting to cross over into North Korea through the Korean demilitarized zone. And so the family must struggle with questions of whether he will return and why he attempted such a crossing, not knowing that Jacob has been haunted by the ghost of his lost grandfather. That's writer Joseph Hahn. Joseph was born in Korea and immigrated with his family to Hawaii at a young age. His new book is called Nuclear Family, and it explores how U.S. imperialism and military presence affects Native peoples and their lands in the two places his family calls home. I wanted to write a novel that shows how these histories are intimately entangled and to show how war is ever-present, not only in our physical reality or realm, but how it impacts generations. The novel is incredibly moving, but it's also really funny. And all throughout, Joseph draws from his own life, including his experiences with separation from loved ones and with Korean memorials and spiritual practices, as well as organized religion. It's a story about... Reunion, ultimately. Um, Reunion with the folks that we have long lost, whether they are um, still alive or dead. And that's a big question for Korean families who are not sure if their loved ones are still with us and alive beyond the Korean DMC and in the Northern Peninsula. Before we dive into the book, I want to share what Joseph said about when the story takes place. It's 2018, at a time when Hawaiian residents received an alert from the government that a ballistic missile from North Korea was expected to hit the islands. People ran for their lives after an alert mistakenly warned residents and visitors of an incoming ballistic missile. And it's because of this alert. Ballistic missile threat... It was when tensions between the United States and North Korea were high, following a series of nuclear and missile tests. As some of you may remember, the alert in Hawaii turned out to be false. So the book is set um, in the months leading up to January 2018, and it uh, flashes back to the entire previous year where we catch up with Jacob, 
as he has moved to South Korea to teach English and as he first starts experiencing the haunting of not only his grandfather but of the spirits around him. Um, I wanted to write about the false missile alert because I really wanted to question why Hawaii is currently occupied by the U.S. military for reasons that also explain why the Korean Peninsula is and continues to be divided. As Joseph in Hawaii, what was going through your mind when you got that alert? I initially dismissed it as untrue and as an error. And when I found out that it was sent out and that it was, in fact, made an error, um, I was just incredibly frustrated because it made me reflect on the ways in which North Korea is always posited as a part of an axis of evil, as Bush infamously said in the early 2000s. North Korea is a regime arming with missiles and weapons of mass destruction. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil. Yeah, so it made me think about how militarized our realities are and continue to be. Um, Actually, every month we have a Cold War era siren that blares Um, And the state says that it's just to make sure that it works in the event that they have to use it. But their initial purpose was to warn the people of Hawaii about an imminent attack. You talk about this a bit through your characters, but coming from South Korea and immigrating to Hawaii, there is this strange feeling of trading one land that has been impacted by American imperialism for another. Yes. And I wonder if you could expand upon that. Like you mentioned, um, moving from one militarized context in South Korea to another militarized context in Hawaii, these two places are ultimately entangled through the way in which war has moved through Hawaii on the way to Korea in the same way that Hawaii became a stopping point for soldiers who are on their way to the Korean War. Mm. Likewise, the island of Ko'olawe was bombed and used as target practice, and they set up uh, practice North Korean vehicles and bombed the island some more as a way to prepare for the Korean War. So when I talk about the Korean DMZ and visualize the fence reaching across the peninsula, I hope to link the fences that are there um, and around military bases in South Korea to those um, around the bases in Hawaii and that also likewise prevent Native Hawaiian communities from returning to their ancestral lands. Mm. 